0: This year, it is entirely possible that you experienced feelings of burnout. If that's the case, you are certainly not alone. This is a conversation that I've been having with many colleagues, this topic of music teacher burnout. And so I got curious and decided that this would be a fun topic for some weekend research. So today we are diving into some research studies, and this is going to build off of the conversation that we had last Friday about research in elementary general music and research as an approach to problem solving. So we will talk about Uh, some studies that have been done specifically about music teacher burnout. We will talk about some of the characteristics of burnout. We will talk about the things that impact it uh, as reported by the authors in the literature. And then we will talk about some recommendations for what to do about it. So let's jump in. This week, I read six research papers about the topic of music teacher burnout. Now, there are certainly more out there, but these are the six I chose. I'm going to run through them really quickly. I I won't go into depth about any of these, but I will give you uh, the researcher and the year and then just the gist of the study. So uh, Bernard 2016 was investigating burnout among elementary and secondary music school educators, rather school educators music educators a replication now this was a replication of a 2006 study that the researcher did as well and we were looking at he was looking here in this study about burnout by grades taught so um if you teach a lot of grades versus just a few uh, teaching certification status and then the area of specialization so that means like our uh, band directors more stressed than general music teachers things like that and then looking at burnout in relationship to other variables like sleep and exercise okay so that is bernard 2016. the next one is cheek and friends cheek et al And this one actually was not a music study per se. This is actually from the Journal of Mental Health Counseling. Uh, And the title of this research was, Paper is using music therapy techniques to treat teacher burnout. So, this was a group of elementary teachers, uh, just general ed, and they divided them into two groups. One group got uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, the other group had cognitive behavioral therapy and music therapy. And then they gave them a pre and post test using a measurement tool that we'll talk about in a moment. And the group with music therapy, in addition to the other forms of therapy they were getting, uh, they showed significantly less burnout uh, levels. So that is Cheek et al. 2003. The next one is Gordon from 2000, and this is Sources of Stress for the Public School Music Teacher for Case Studies. So Gordon had four different educators, music educators, with four different music tracks, you know, like band, orchestra, choir, general music, and just kind of looking at in these case studies, are there any similarities, are there any things that Uh, are across the board, as far as just these case studies go, what is the deal about stress in their lives? And we'll talk about some of the findings from these case studies in a moment, but some of the stressors were a relationship with, with colleagues, uh, discipline and motivation, learning on the job, and then time constraints. And again, I'm not going to go into this study per se, but we'll talk about it kind of contextualized with the others in a moment. So that is Gordon from 2000. The next one is Hedden um, from 2005. And I actually believe this is the same researcher, different last name. So. So head in 2005, the study was a study of stress and its manifestations among music educators. And this one was interesting because this was a survey over a seven year time period. This study started in uh, 1996 and it ended in 2003. And the researcher was mailing surveys to people. And then seven years later, mailing a follow-up survey, like, hey, how's your stress level, any better? Uh, But what is nuts is that this person had to send postcards to get people to, like as a reminder, as a follow-up reminder for people to fill out their surveys. And I read that and just thought, my goodness, how far we have come. Can you imagine getting a postcard from a researcher saying, hey, remember to take this survey and then mail it back to me? That just made me laugh in our current era of uh, Google Forms for surveys. you know. In this case, the survey results showed that over a seven-year period, stress levels improved. That is to say, in this particular case, stress levels went down. So that is Hedden 2004. Five, a study of stress and its manifestations among music educators the next one is mclean from 2005 this is environmental support and music teacher burnout and this question is is burnout impacted by other factors in a teacher's life specifically a music teacher's life and this was another survey but this time electronic 2005 you know this research study was for 514 music teachers across 42 states. So pretty uh, pretty expansive there, at least in my opinion. Um, and in this burnout inventory, again, that we're going to talk about in a moment, um, there was the burnout inventory that teachers took and then they also had a survey of personal information that asked them some questions about like um, their, their administrative support and how many students they taught and uh, if they are a part of a mentor program or if they have any classroom management issues, things like that. We'll talk about the results of this study in a moment, but uh, the short answer is the level of support was important uh, for teachers as far as burnout goes, and then classroom management skills and also stress management. So that is McLean 2005. And then the last one that I looked at this week is Sindberg 2011. This one is called All Alone Together, the Conundrum of Music Teacher Isolation and Connectedness. This was a phenomenological study, which just means that it was a study about what it's like to be a human. And this was a smaller study. 12 music teachers were involved here. And uh, the researcher came up with four big themes about what it is like to be a human as a music teacher. So those are the six studies. There is definitely a lot in there and they were a lot of fun to read. Let's talk about burnout and kind of get our head around a working definition as much as we can. Now that said, there is not really a set definition that researchers are working with, but we do have some symptoms that are generally agreed upon. So physical symptoms of burnout are things like insomnia or fatigue or headaches. Emotional symptoms of burnout are things like increased crying, increased yelling, increased drug or alcohol use, detachment, uh, low productivity, higher risk taking, which was interesting to me, and then feeling helpless or hopeless. As I read that list, I thought, wow, yeah, I definitely have experienced some of those. And I for sure can say that I have colleagues who have experienced those as well. So I think maybe the first thing to say about these symptoms of burnout is one, you are not alone. Even though uh, teaching elementary music can feel isolating, right? Like that study that we just talked about, uh, Sinberg 2011, it can feel isolating, but you are not alone in the sense that many people are going through these symptoms of burnout at the same time as you, with a lot of the same context as you. So hopefully that is a comfort So those are some of the symptoms of burnout. The next question is, okay, so we're talking about burnout and we're talking about these symptoms, but you don't really have a definition. So like, what are we actually talking about here? Is there a way to measure it? And it turns out there is a measurement tool that researchers agree is valid and reliable. That means it's too legit to quit and you can use it in a lot of different situations. This is the Maslach Burnout inventory, which I did not know about before this week. And there are a couple different versions of this um, particular assessment. This has to do with occupational burnout. So there are uh, versions of this inventory for human services. Uh, for the medical profession, for educators, and then um, kind of like some general surveys as well. So it is very specific to the to to the occupation that we are looking at here. This inventory is assessed; it's measured with a Likert scale. So that is when you see the thing like agree, strongly agree disagree you know neutral that that is one version of this so in this case it was a zero to six scale zero being never and six being always and there are three areas that this tool is designed to measure the first is emotional exhaustion the second one is depersonalization and the third is accomplishment so with this Likert scale oh and I should say all of these things emotional exhaustion depersonalization and accomplishment we want emotional emotional exhaustion and depersonalization. We want those scores to be low and we want the feeling of accomplishment to be high. Or at least that's what we would want to show if we were trying to show that we are not burnt out. That's what we would kind of walk away with in terms of the scoring. If we are very burnt out, then we'll have higher levels of emotional exhaustion and depersonalization, but the accomplishment will tend to be a little bit lower. So this is, again, on a scale of zero to six, never versus every day, always. I'm not going to go through all of the questions on this survey, but I did pull a few that I thought were interesting. And I was kind of surveying myself as I read <laughs> these uh, research articles. A lot of them used this particular inventory, um, the Maslach burnout inventory. So the first one, the first category, emotional exhaustion. These are some of the example statements. I feel used up at the end of the day. Zero to six, never versus every day. Working with people all day is really a strain for me. I feel like I'm working too hard at my job. So, those all have to do, all of those statements have to do with our levels of emotional exhaustion. The next one is depersonalization. So, like feeling like people are not people. Uh, I feel I treat some students as if they were impersonal objects. I don't really care what happens to some students. The next area is personal accomplishment. And so same thing. I was kind of giving myself this inventory as I read it. Here's some sample statements. I deal effectively with the problems of my students. I feel very energetic. I have accomplished many worthwhile things in this job. So this is our mid-podcast episode check-in. There is a whole process that you would walk through to analyze these scores and kind of relate them to whatever secondary question you might have about your own personal burnout. But just a vibe check, when you hear those statements, how do they sit with you? What's your sense of your own burnout as it is measured by this particular assessment? I think it's an interesting question. Okay, we have talked about some research on music teacher burnout. We have talked about some of the characteristics, uh, both physical and emotional, and we've talked about one way we can measure it, that is with this Maslach burnout inventory. So now let's talk actually about what impacts burnout and what can we do about it. There were four areas that kind of stuck out to me as I was reading these research articles in terms of what impacts burnout, either in a positive way, that is burnout decreases, or a negative way, which is our burnout and our burnout symptoms increase. The first one that really jumped out at me is social relationships and support, and I'm kind of lumping those together. It's like the human element of what we need as elementary music teachers. We have less burnout when we are surrounded by a supportive community of colleagues, and we have less burnout when we are led by supportive administration. And this is one of the things that was reported in McLean 2005. And that question you'll remember is about if burnout is impacted by other factors in a teacher's life. And the answer is yes. <laughs> um, the level of support that teachers feel is a, a big factor in in burnout levels it was also used or this finding was also shown by gordon in 2000 that one was the case studies and the case study for the general music teacher was a really strong sense showed a really strong sense that support from the school from colleagues from parents uh, was a big impact a big impactor i guess we can say and then sinberg 2011 was the one about all alone together the conundrum of music teacher isolation and connectedness and this one was interesting because the researcher was able to go into some different social scenarios specifically the teachers in this study felt isolated when they were at their school but connected to other music education Peers. It's just that while you're at school, things feel kind of weird in terms of colleague relationships. And I think that's an experience that many teachers have. Uh, and this was particularly true in the Sinberg study for teachers who traveled to more than one campus. It's just really tricky to build supportive relationships at a school if you are not there all the time. It doesn't mean it can't be done. Uh, that just means that it is a little bit trickier as evidenced by the Sinberg. Berg research. So one of the things that we are seeing that can have a positive impact on our levels of burnout, that is the levels of burnout go down. One of those things is having social relationships and support, but it is kind of awkward because we have enough research and probably enough real life experience that tells us that we feel isolated all the time. So if we need to be looking for support and in actuality, we are feeling isolated. That seems to me like a recipe for burnout. And all of these studies obviously were not related to the coronavirus pandemic or all of the distance learning or all of the social distancing or all of the other uh, restrictions that we had in teaching this year. So I cannot even imagine as, as it is related to social relationships and social support, I cannot imagine what those numbers would be if some of these same researchers were to replicate those studies right now. Along the same lines, this is just an interesting aside. The cheek study, that was the one with music therapy for elementary general, or excuse me, for elementary teachers, that one also referenced marital status as being a very strong indicator of lower burnout rates. Now, this obviously falls into the category of more research needed. And I'm sure there's plenty of research out there. Just it was not in these six studies um, because this research is referencing very specifically the institution of marriage and not things like uh, having a roommate or a partner or a trusted friend or a dog, for that matter. Uh, There are many areas of nuance here within the realm of social relationships and support that I think will be just interesting areas of study, and I'm sure are already. But I bring up that observation from the authors in the literature just because I I see that it is connected to this larger picture of really needing to Acknowledge the human element in being an elementary general music teacher, the, the social relationships that we need to have in place and then the support that we have in the school building and in the parent community as well. We need social relationships that are validating and affirming and Energizing, and the worst thing that we can do is isolate ourselves, isolate ourselves from a community of support. So, hopefully, that support is coming from people in our personal lives, like with all of this research looking at marital status. Uh, And hopefully, it's also coming from our professional lives. You know, hopefully, we have administrators and other colleagues in our building who are lifting us up and that we can in turn lift up as well. The next area that I noticed from these authors in the literature was around professional development. We have less burnout when we have training in pedagogy and in other areas that impact our teaching lives. So professional development is a really important thing, and this is something that came up several places in the literature, specifically with Gordon 2000 and then Hedden 2005. A lot of teachers feel that they are underprepared when they get to the music classroom, and many teachers feel like their pre-service training wasn't enough, or in some cases, it was not very relevant at all. All. So in the research, this is definitely documented. But then also, as far as just conversations that we have with each other, that colleagues have, have with each other, we hear this theme of needing more professional development that is relevant and actionable. Just because there is a lot that a four-year training program, even though we spent four years there, uh, there's a lot that that program just didn't cover, and that is the nature of having something that is time bound in a degree program. You know, so I don't want to be too hard on the university system, but I do want to say that the level of professional development and the confidence that teachers have in their professional development is related to burnout levels. So this is important. Many of us are certified K-12 and that is a huge range. This is something else that came up in the Bernard study in 2016, looking at the different age ranges that people teach. And basically, if you have a lot of different levels, like if you are teaching K-8, that is so much developmentally to kind of wrap your head around. And so it is no wonder to me personally, uh, in my opinion, it is no wonder that having many age groups, uh, many grade levels that you are responsible for is connected to, in this study, Bernard 2016, uh, connected to higher burnout rates. So we definitely need training for people who are teaching more than one subject area like band or choir. And we also need training for our colleagues who are teaching very broad levels of child development. That is in my view, interconnected with the next thing that I noticed, which was classroom management. This came up several times. This was in McLean 2005. This was in Gordon 2000. And this was in Hedden 2005. And then anecdotally, this is in, again, a lot of the conversations that I have with colleagues and friends around just kind of general challenges of being an elementary general music teacher. And, you know, for that matter, um, other friends and colleagues I have in general education, classroom management is just a big issue and we have less burnout when we are confident in our approach to increasing student motivation and handling teaching disruptions. Classroom management is a regular part of life. We can expect teaching disruptions every single time we stand in front of our students But having an approach to classroom management that we feel good about, having one that we feel is working, that goes a long way to kind of keeping our levels of burnout under control. The next one is stress management and time management. I'm lumping these together uh, because I view them as interconnected. We feel less burnout when we feel like we have tools to manage our stress and to manage our time Well, and again, this came up several different places. This was McLean, 2005, and that was the study uh, you'll remember with 514 music teachers from 42 states. And time management, stress management, those were important factors, very specifically in teacher burnout. It was also in Gordon, 2000, that is the case study. And then again, in Hedden, 2005, And that 2005 study was the one that took place over seven years. So measuring the difference in burnout levels from year one to year seven, at least in in this specific study. So the good news is that uh, it is possible that time management and stress management skills come with time. And going back to that head and study, at the end of that seven year period, there was a decrease Mostly the biggest area of decreased stress was in the area of time management. So that is pretty good news for us. There's also some potential good news for first year teachers here, right? Just that uh, it gets easier. (laughs) Hang in there. It gets easier. Things become less stressful. You manage your time better. Things become easier easier, the more time you have practicing. And that just makes sense to us as musicians on an intuitive level. The more you practice something, the more seamless the process becomes. Bernard, in that 2016 study, remember that was the replication one, he noted that initial certification teachers showed way higher levels of emotional exhaustion. Remember that emotional exhaustion is one of the Maslach burnout inventory, one of those three kind of pillars. So being a first year teacher is hard, especially in terms of stress and time management. Now, the other piece of this stress management puzzle that authors in the literature were talking about was the one from the Journal of Mental Health Counseling, and that was the one from Cheek and Friends in 2003. That was using music therapy techniques to treat teacher burnout. So as music teachers, we definitely have access to music. We definitely have access to music that we know can help us feel calm or can help us feel energized or can, you know, or we have uh, ideas to move to music to help ourselves feel better. So this one made me laugh because this study made me laugh because it was like, yeah, if you are a teacher, then music can really help you decrease stress and i was like yeah okay well why are we all all of us music teachers like huddled in the corner crying right now if it's supposed to relieve stress i'm not feeling it so that just made me laugh i'm not sure who is supposed to give therapy to the therapist in that situation Okay, so we have talked about some things that impact burnout, teacher burnout. We talked about social relationships and support. We talked about professional development. We talked about classroom management, and then we talked about stress management and time management. So what should we do? There are things that make us feel burnt out that are completely outside our control. There is no way that we could have single-handedly made the decisions about the learning scenario for our county or our district. There is no way that we could personally deliver a working electronic device to students. There's no way we could deliver internet to everyone who needed it. There is no way that we could adjust uh, the teaching schedule of our children's teachers so that we could get a break sometimes. There are things that are outside of our control in terms of teacher burnout, but there are some things that are very much in our control. And in fact, we can brainstorm some ways, all of these areas from the authors in the literature, we can brainstorm areas that are very much in our control so that we can take charge of what our next step of the burnout story is prevention of burnout is much more effective than trying to treat burnout and so ideally you would have an offensive approach to this instead of a defensive approach that's one of the reasons that i really enjoyed reading through this maslock burnout inventory because if you have someone in your life that you are always crying over and that you are yelling at and that you are stonewalling. And all of these things are the result of burnout. All of these things are connected to occupational burnout. But that person in your life that you actually really care about, again, uh, a partner, a spouse, a dog, a sibling, a parent, that person has no way to know what's going on. They just know that you are angry and fatigued and you're yelling and you're crying all of this more often than normal. And so having the vocabulary to express what is going on, first of all, to recognize it in ourselves, again, working on this preventative approach rather than a reactionary approach, recognizing just with our own self-awareness, hey, this is a level of burnout. Hey, I am feeling uh, that you are not even registering to me as a human. You're just registering to me as a problem that I need to deal with. Whoa, that is a problem. That is burnout having that vocabulary to communicate and to recognize these signs in ourselves can go a really, really long way to preventing some of the damage that happens when we feel burnt out. So in terms of social relationships and support, if we have the vocabulary we need to communicate, that can go a really long way into building and strengthening some of these, uh, emotional, social support relationships that we really truly need to be uh, healthy and productive in our occupation. And it also helps us communicate to our administration when we need their support. And guess what? It helps us recognize the humanity in our administration as well. Our administration is also burnt out, which means they might be tempted to be a little bit more short than normal. Um, They are going through all of this right alongside with us, as far as burnout goes. So social relationships and support, we can take steps to cultivate that and to strengthen that in our own lives. Professional development. um, our training was often four years. It was often K-12, and it is possible that you spent a lot of time singing Schubert and not necessarily learning as much about classroom management. But guess what? We have books available to us. We have other colleagues who have strength in some of these areas where we have a deficit right now. And so we can take steps to uh, go to colleagues, go to books, go to trusted websites. We can go to... Uh, conferences, things like that, we can get the professional development that we would not have had access to, you know, 10 years ago through the power of the internet. We have a lot of options here that can move us forward away from burnout. And along those same lines, the classroom management piece is huge. It's huge. It comes up from authors in the literature. It comes up from our friends. It comes up in our own lives. So we can, again, we can talk to colleagues. We can read a book. We can try out new techniques. We can be very intentional about approaching classroom management. Again, hopefully in a way that is preventative. And then stress management and time management. Man, we just need more mental health training for teachers. We need more mental health training for teachers. And really, I think what we need is to drink some water and then take a walk and then take a nap. And I think that would serve our profession very well. Okay. The opposite of burnout would be something like energized and inspired and refreshed And that is the hope that I have for you as the colleague listening and certainly for our broader music education community as well. I hope, I wish for you energy, I wish for you inspiration, and I wish refreshment. And I think that is probably a good way to wrap up this weekend research on music teacher burnout. This podcast is called Elemental Conversations, and I started it because I was enjoying some of the conversations I got to have with colleagues on Instagram, but that platform is pretty limited in terms of how much space, how much time I could take up with each topic. And so that's where this podcast came from. I want to extend this conversation. And so to that end, I would love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today. If you click the link in your show notes, you'll be taken to a specific page for this podcast episode. And on that page, there's a spot for you to add comments. That's where you can add your own thoughts. You can add your own opinions about this topic, or you could add any follow-up questions that you are still kind of thinking through in the back of your mind. So since this podcast is Elemental Conversations, I would love for you to click that link in the show notes and continue the conversation there. Thanks.